Cherry Production. record to kick things off right there hopefully youtube doesn't strike it and it gets taken down but with that being said welcome back to yet again another episode of the tall dark and ratchet podcast i'm your host marcel williams now the reason i kick things off with some king von may he rest in peace yet another one has fallen and uh you know we got to stop this if you're a rapper you could even hear in that that song there the lyrics that he was saying where he's like if i should die uh my nigga's gonna slide um, I'm going to boost the murder rate. Like, come on, we got to stop the cycle, people. So another Chicago rapper has been gunned down and his life has been stricken from uh, his family. So my condolences go out to uh, to King Vaughn. And this is just a message to to rappers who, you know, especially if your career is starting to bubble up. If you're, you know, some of the rappers that I've addressed in the past, you don't have anything to worry about because your music will never affect the masses. And um, you got to worry about, you know, your rent getting uh, um, getting you booted out because you can't afford it. But with that being said, let's kick things off the appropriate way, shall we? That's right, ladies and gentlemen, coronavirus is yet, in fact, still affecting our lives. The lockdown has been extended here in Toronto, Ontario, until November the 17th, which is very unfortunate because I still haven't been able to go to the gym and I'm looking thick. But any hoodles, um, welcome back. This is episode 34, and um, I've had a great weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Anytime... um, you know, you can uh, celebrate the little wins, I feel like you should do so in whichever fashion you deem to be uh, necessary. So for myself, you know, I had a couple of wins that I want to celebrate this weekend. So I had myself a cigar. Now, can I pronounce this cigar? No, but it's expensive. It's like a $60 cigar. It's called uh, Partagas Lucientanas or something to that effect. Um, The only reason I got that one in particular is because I watched this um, documentary with Michael Jordan and they asked him what his favorite cigar was. And the guy smokes six cigars a day, so he's got to know something about cigars. Now, this was the first time that I had a cigar um, without any alcohol to be accompanied with it. So I didn't think I was going to be able to finish this cigar because it's a long-ass thing. So I went outside, you know, and I FaceTimed a couple friends. And then um, before I knew it, that cigar was toast. So I did that as well as um, ordered myself a burger from Skip the Dishes, um, because obviously the inside dining experiences are still very limited here in Ontario. But with that being said, we got a whole lot of stuff to cover over here. Um, One of the other things that went on this weekend, of course, it was finally announced that the new president of the United States 
is none other than previously known as the Vice President, Mr. President Joe Biden. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Uh, Donald Trump, the orange guy, he's no longer in office. So that uh, four years of misery is now coming to an end. If you're wondering why I'm wearing sunglasses, by the way, literally no reason. I just thought to myself, well, you know, I never really got a chance to really rock any sunglasses this summer because once I got my prescription glasses with a transition tint on them, I didn't really feel like there was much of a need for my other sunglasses. So they're just there collecting dust. So today, you know, these lights get kind of bright. So I figured I'd give myself a little mild pink tint today. Um, but yeah, so that wasn't the only thing that happened this weekend. Just like four years ago when Trump went into office, SNL enlisted Dave Chappelle to host and um, essentially discuss the, uh, the climate of America. And who better than America's very best um, social commentator, Dave Chappelle. And of course, his monologue, sensational. Maybe I'm biased because I'm a huge Dave Chappelle fan, but I thought it was great. Um, the sketch that he did with Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben, that one was great. But then the rest of the show, could have done without it. Um, but in watching that show, because again, I had to stream this uh, illegally onto uh, one of the NBC websites. So hopefully I don't get, you know, arrested for pirating, but uh, I found it very difficult to try to find the SNL episode to watch it live. So when I streamed it, I got all of the commercials that came along with it. Now, if you haven't watched television like the old fashioned way, I know a lot of people have just kind of switched over to Netflix and never looked back. There's a lot of wild shit on TV. A lot of these commercials about especially medication. Um, they've really jazzed up the uh, the advertisements and really tried to sprinkle in the uh, the side effects. Some of them did a better job than others, but this week's Ratchet of the Week is going to go out to them. So let's get Ratchet, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get Ratchet, let's get Ratchet, let's get Ratchet, ay. Let's get Ratchet, let's get Ratchet. Let's get Ratchet, let's get Ratchet, let's get Ratchet, ay. Let's get Ratchet, let's get Ratchet. Let's get Ratchet, let's get Ratchet, let's get Ratchet. Let's get Ratchet indeed, ladies and gentlemen. So like I said, I'm here watching these commercials that I hadn't seen in a very long time. Um, I mean, how often do you go out of your way to watch television commercials? Um, which is a lie actually, because I went to, um, I think it was last year I went to, uh, in Winnipeg, they have this commercial festival where they show you the best of the commercials of that year and internationally, that's really cool. Some of them make you laugh, some of them make you cry, some of them just kind of make you think, but this wasn't the case Saturday evening in between the SNL, um, sketches. So I'm going to play you a couple of commercials here where I thought that the, side effects that they listed off were kind of nuts you be the judge though so now the first one i'm going to play for you is uh it's a, a dual products now i think this is for mm, treating some sort of cancer um and they really try to sell you the idea that you can live longer so i'm going to skip the first 30 seconds because it really doesn't tell you much um but in this last minute they'll really kind of illustrate you know, the experience of this medication, and it's called Opdivo and Yervoy. Opdivo plus Yervoy equals a chance for more days, more nights, more beautiful weekends, more ugly sweaters, more big hugs, more small outings. 
Opdivo and Yervoy can cause your immune system to attack normal organs and tissues in your body and affect how they work. This may happen during or after treatment is ended and can become serious and lead to death. Some of these problems may happen more often when Opdivo is used with Yervoy. See your doctor right away if you have a new or worse cough, chest pain, shortness of breath, diarrhea, severe stomach pain, nausea or vomiting, dizziness, fainting, extreme tiredness, weight changes, constipation, excessive thirst, changes in urine or eyesight, rash, itching, confusion, memory problems, muscle pain or weakness, joint pain, flushing, fever, or tingling in hands and feet. These are not all the possible side effects. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions, including immune system problems, or if you've had an organ transplant or lung, breathing, or liver problems. Here's to a chance for more together time, a chance to live longer. Ask your doctor about Opdivo Plus Yervoy. Thank you to all involved in our clinical trials. Yo, if you are telling me that I have to have all of those things happen to me, I don't think I want to live longer. That shit is insane. How do you squeeze all of that into a commercial with this nice dramatic music? It's like, nee, 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 nee. imagine being the dude playing the violin only to know that he's going to be his, his works, his life's work is going to be played in the background of some guy listing off all of the, the ways that your body is going to go through these terrible transformations in hopes to elongate your life. That shit is crazy. But that wasn't it. There's this other product, and the name itself is kind of nuts too. It's called um, Sky Rizzy, which sounds like it would be a rapper's name or something. So I'm gonna skip again the first 30 seconds of this, um, and let's let's see what Sky Rizzy is all about here. Which I think is something to treat. Like if you've injured yourself, you put this ointment or cream on to alleviate um, the odds of you getting scar tissue after the fact. So Sky Rizzy, let's see what they're all about. may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or coughs, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Ask your dermatologist about SkyRizzy. I will not be asking a dermatologist about SkyRizzy. That shit is fucking bananas. You're literally saying like, listen, this, this product, you know, and they have the stats at the bottom there. It's like nearly six out of 10 motherfuckers have actually, you know, gotten good results from this shit. But they're saying, you know, either this is going to help you or it could dramatically make it worse. And why the fuck is this even correlated to tuberculosis? I don't know what's going on in the U.S., but I don't think Canada's got this level of insane um, medication just floating around in TV commercials. This is fucking nuts. Listen, I'm not trying to get attacked by Big Pharma, but I mean, you legally have to put this shit in these commercials now. So it's like, bro, like imagine trying to sell a product and then you just add a nice little cute jingle in the background. Nothing is everything. It's like, yeah, okay, well, your life might be nothing if you take this fucking product. That shit is cuckoo bananas. But I figured I'd share that because that's these are two commercials that I literally saw while I was watching Saturday Night Live and I couldn't believe myself. I thought they were sketches. The first one, I, when he started listing off all these things, I kept expecting Dave Chappelle to pop out and be like, ah, and you know, your dick might fall off or some shit like that. But no, this shit was um, really on TV. Well, anyways, um, let's jump into uh, another segment over here. Let's find out whose man this is this week, because this one was another one, too, where I was like, whoa, what are the odds of this happening? Whose man is this? I need to know. I really. 
this? Let's find out whose man's this is. So now this is a, an account that I just recently started sending a friend referred to me. It's called Full Send, which you, you know, love that expression. But um, it's a little one minute video that popped up where they're literally like, you can't make this kind of stuff up. And after watching this, I know exactly what they're talking about because this shit looked crazy. Yeah, Andrew, this happened about 3 p.m. on the helipad on top of USC Keck Hospital. It's in Boyle Heights, uh, right out of downtown L.A. Now, it had flown from Gillespie Field in El Cajon with a donor heart from Sharp Grossmont Hospital in La Mesa for a transplant operation. Now, for an unknown reason, the chopper flipped on its side. You can see it there. Three people were on board. The pilot was treated for minor injuries. Two others had no medical complaints. And then the unthinkable happens. Take a look at this. Crews able to get the heart out of that helicopter. It was then handed over to one of the hospital's medical personnel. Now, as that person leaves the helipad, he suddenly accidentally trips on a metal plate, falls to the ground, dropping the heart. Others were quickly able to pick up that organ and rush it inside for the operation. The person who dropped it was apparently not hurt. This crash is being investigated at this hour by the FAA and the NTSB. Truly remarkable there, yeah, Andrew. Incredible scene there. All right, Phil, thank you very much. Come on, man. What are the odds of that? You're transporting a heart, helicopter, helicopter flips over, no casualties. Now that's a W. Now, of course, you're rushing over trying to find and relocate the heart. The heart is still intact. That's great news. But this guy on camera as a doctor holding a heart trips over a freaking brick and um i thought he squished the heart or something and i would have been like that is crazy to be on uh national television but you know the heart was recovered hopefully it made it into the guy's body and they were able to save another life but that was kind of crazy and i gotta ask whose man's is that because um you know for that heart to have gone through so much and then just to almost take the L again because some doctor was just loose on his footwork. Kind of crazy, but these things happen in life, you know? And uh, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day where I was saying how, you know, the events that occur in real life, you can't necessarily replicate them into television because sometimes it, you, if you watch this kind of shit in a movie, you'd be like, this is so phony. This would never happen. But the events in real life are in fact crazier than anything that you will see in a motion picture, in my opinion. All right, uh, you know, the moment that I've been dreading, you know, because uh, my, my luck in this realm hasn't been all that great. Um, you know, I've been very candid and, and transparent in showing you my lack of success with the, uh, the fair sex, and things haven't gotten better. Aww. So in this segment uh, where it goes down in the DMs, you know, the first week, I sent out song lyrics of popular male artists that I thought we might be able to uh, swoon these random women that I found through the Toronto Geotag hashtag on Instagram. And that didn't work, unfortunately. So then I tried to change my approach a little bit. I said to myself, well, if I want to attract these women, I have to be able to speak their language. So I went and found some of the most talented female artists and sent those song lyrics in hopes to be able to court one of these strange women. And the women aren't strange, but they're strange to me, they're strangers. Anyways, that didn't work. So I'm gonna try a different approach this time. I'm not giving up on going down in the DMs because again, you know, the whole point was for me to be able to find a wife. You know, I've uh, had no success through these swiping applications, 
So I thought I would take to Instagram feeling that that was the most popular dating application in 2020. Now, so far, not so much luck, but I'm optimistic. I remain optimistic. So I'm going to change my approach this time, but we're still going down in the DMs. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so here's what's going to happen this time around, okay? I'm not doing the song lyrics because I feel like that's not, um, it doesn't embody who I am as an individual, right? I'm not a musical artist. Although I've said it before and I'll say it again, I am better than some of these local artists that I see out here on these fucking timelines. Those motherfuckers are trash. However, you know, I feel like uh, where I shine and where I excel is with my wit or at least just kind of reading the room. So what I've decided to do, because here are some of the reasons why I feel like I haven't been successful sliding in these random ladies DMs. Let me give me give myself some background music while I explain to you my my downfalls. Let's take it back to the classic one here. Oh, yeah. All right. So now here's the thing. One of the ladies that I had just recently slid in her DMs, I came to find out she actually has a boyfriend. So when the lady's off the market, I'm literally just shooting into the air unless she's trying to be unfaithful, which, you know, we'll get into that in a second. But I feel like by going on Instagram, searching a geotag, I'm running into a couple of different problems. There's no guarantee that this random woman that I'm sliding into her DM that she's emotionally available, right? I can't really just assume that just because she happens to live in the same city as me that she's going to be receptive to the energy that I'm putting out. Her sexual orientation might also not be that she's into men. And these are things that you don't think about when you're just searching Toronto and Instagram and hoping that things work out. Also, I don't really know what these women's ages are. I mean, you'll get some girls that will put, um, you know, 29 in their bio. Actually, no, that's a lie. If you're putting your age in your bio, you're a child. You're putting 21, 22. But, um... Yeah, so I don't really know the ages. I don't know their sexual orientation. Um, I don't know if they're looking to be in a relationship. And I don't even know if they're actually in Toronto because they could have just passed by or maybe it's a TBT to when they were visiting the city. So I feel like I was setting myself up for disappointment by um, just going cold into Instagram. And the other thing too is um, in talking to somebody, I came to the realization that by me casting a wide net and trying to shoot three down at a time, I'm really not giving myself um, or that person the just do. I'm kind of treating it like a numbers game, like a law of average, where if I shoot out three, maybe I'll get one kind of a mentality. But if I really want to bank on this one person, because what if I shoot out three and then all three reply, then now I'm in this predicament where I've got you know all these options, um, which that would never happen because I'm 0 for 6. I'm 0 for so um, here's what I'm going to be doing this time around. I've noticed that on Bumble and Hinge, 
some women put their Instagram handles in their bios. So one of two things comes to mind. One, maybe she's just trying to get some clout and she's actually not interested in finding a, uh, a suitor. Or she doesn't check the application all that often, especially an app like Bumble where, you know, you might match somebody and expires after 24 hours. You're missing these love connections. So you're putting your Instagram as kind of a safety net to say, hey, if you found me intriguing, slide into the DMs and, uh, you know, maybe we'll pick up where we left off there. And also, um, they maybe have a stigma with the dating app. So then that way, if you're sliding in on Instagram, seems a little bit less sleazy or less, um, you know, fabricated, if that makes any sense. So now... I'm going to, because uh, I already pre-selected someone. They had in their bio, they say, the, the way to win me over is just give me French fries. Then they incorporated their Instagram handles. So what am I going to do here? Oh, and here's some of the benefits of me doing it uh, this way. So one, this woman can't necessarily act as if she's caught off guard. Like, whoa, why is this guy all, all of a sudden in my DMs? Because you put your Instagram there. And you just told me that the way to win you over was to give you fries. So it only makes sense that I would slide into your DMs with some fries. And um, also the fact that they're on a dating app shows that they're playing the field and that they showed up on my radar means that I'm part of the sexual orientation that they're looking for. Um, yeah, so and, and the, the, the beauty too with these dating apps is that you also get to choose, choose the age range. So I'm not necessarily going to get um, you know, slide into a woman's DMs. Turns out she's, you know, 19 years old. She's the baby. So yeah, um, I'm going to be focusing on one individual per episode. If I do choose to continue this, who knows? Maybe I'll reach success on this one and, uh, end up getting married. Odds are slim, but you know, we got to be optimistic. So to retort, this madame here said that uh, just to give her some French fries. So let's find her IG here. And um, with that, I'm going to slide in and uh, put the French fry emoji. We'll start off with some French fries. And I will say, your wish is my command. Hold on, hold on. I can't send this without doing it right. Hold on a second here. Oh, yeah. Your wish is my command. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. And of course, I got to put a little, you know, the little innocent praying, praying, dude. All right. So now let's do a little screenshot of Reno. And now we're going to wish for the best. Uh, I'm a little bit more optimistic about this approach. It seems less sleazy. Yeah, sometimes you just need a little instrumental break. Mm, I just felt it right there. How come this ain't playing now? Oh, here we go. Hold on a second. I didn't do this right. I just lost all my momentum. But with that being said. Oh, I'm about to die.
was a loud gunshot. It was very aggressive. <sighs> so anyways, um, with that being said, where are we at here? Because I'm not going over time this week. Last week, we were talking about these pregnant madams. Um, this week, we're going to switch the tone a little bit because I stumbled across yet another intriguing bio. Now, this lady decided to put this on her profile. Let me pull it up here for you. Okay, so now here. Again, I'm coming from a place of no judgment. Because um, to each their own, there's you know different strokes for different folks. But I found this intriguing. Now, she had a plethora of different emojis, which I haven't really fully assessed. But judging by what I'm seeing here, she likes trees, horses, the country she's from, some beer, camping, photos, and um, crystal balls or witchcraft. Now, she says here in her bio, she says, married to an amazing man. Come on, man. So she's coming out hot, telling us that she's already tied the knot with someone. But she says, ethically non-monogamous. Please know what that means and be fine with it before swiping. Um, and then she just goes on to explain some of her interests. Now, I found that very interesting because, again, not something new. I've seen um, some women who've put that they are in an open relationship. But I always find it more interesting when it's, you know, they've actually gone to the extent of actually getting married. So I picture in my mind that, you know, this gentleman dropped down on a knee and proposed. And then they had this uh, wedding party and social or whatever leading up to it the actual wedding um you know the maybe a honeymoon and then at some point or maybe this is something that was always part of the relationship but maybe at some point they they reached a crossroads where they said to themselves listen i will love you and i do love you for the rest of my days but you know i need a little bit of variety i need a little something else inside of me damn son where'd you find this so, you know, people make these little arrangements and these um, stipulations within the relationships where they allow themselves to be a little bit free. Now, why did I choose to bring this up? Because I also have had experiences with someone who was in a similar situation. And I'm going to share that tale for you right now. So essentially what happened was I, um, I matched with this woman on Tinder. So, you know, this is a while ago because I've been banned for years now. Matched with this woman on Tinder. And she had in her bio that she said that she was in an open relationship. Now, she didn't mention that she was actually married. She just said that her relationship was open. So I actually went and met up with this woman at a bar in King West somewhere. And um, she was there celebrating some sort of event with her friends. So I was talking to this girl and I was like, okay, she's attractive. Um, you know, she seemed kind of like bubbly, fun. Um, and I asked her a little bit more as to what, she was looking for and what her current situation was and she proceeds to tell me that she is married to her high school sweetheart Aww. now we can all appreciate that i mean it's cute it's adorable i mean you meet maybe when you're what 15 16 17 and then you stand the test of time it's not an easy feat to do especially you know odds are you probably don't have that much experience leading up to it so she tells me that she um, loves this man that they have a great relationship however before they start a family they want to play the field a little bit which i mean again to each their own whatever floats your boat so we end up parting ways that evening nothing really happened and then um 
months later, randomly on Snapchat, she just started sending me these, you know, inappropriate images to which I replied saying, where are you? I'm pulling up. So now her husband was out of town during this, this time. So I go to her place and beautiful home, nice townhouse, right? And um, I'm asking her because I'm feeling a little bit weird about the situation because I know that this husband of hers, this is his home. This is where he rests his bones at night. So I'm feeling a little bit off about it all. And then she tells me, you know, look, everything is all good. You know, uh, he's, he's aware that I'm doing this. This isn't something that's new. Um, he's comfortable with it. He's probably doing the same thing while he's out of town. So I say to myself, sure, why not? Let's have some fun. So we end up making sweet, sweet love. And then once the deed was done, it was late at night. I was tired. And she said, listen, you are more than welcome to sleep here. And I was like, wow, this is great. What a great deal. But she says, you know, here's a little caveat. You are not allowed to sleep in the master bed. Now, at first I was like, huh? wait, hold on a second. We just boinked. What's the deal if I just sleep in that bed? And then she says, no, you know, I got boundaries. There's rules. You're not allowed to sleep in the bed in which myself and my husband lie in. So I said, sure, fine. So I sleep in this guest room. Now, when I woke up, all I saw in the corner of this room was a broom and a vacuum. And then it dawned on me. I was like, wow, I am in the fucking storage closet. She treated me like a tool where she literally just fucked me and left me where she leaves all the other cleaning supplies. I just cleaned out her pipes. She got her back broke. I, I was the equivalent of one of those motherfucking, those long vibrators, those fucking um, R2-D2 motherfuckers. So I felt a little bit used. I felt a little bit cheap. Even though in my brain going into that situation, I thought to myself, listen, I'm getting a sweet deal. Some sucker over here has already wifed her up and he's shackled up with her for the rest of his days. I get to just slide in, slide out, not realizing I was the fucking Swiffer West jet, West wet jet whatever that thing is called, that thing that squirts, cleans, and then you tuck it in the fucking closet. So just let that be a lesson to you. You know, you might think that you're getting the, uh, the level up, the one up on somebody by saying, listen, this is a sweet deal, but you know, just realize that you are no better than the motherfucking Roomba. You're just that little fucking electronic vacuum that just goes around, does the deed, then you're fucking disposed of in the closet. So anyways, um, yeah, we've reached this 30 minute mark. I am done. Uh, the, the last thing I wanted to mention here was that I am looking uh, for a new resolution for the year 2021. Of course, 2020 threw a wrench into a lot of people's plans, but you know, we're looking optimistic. We're going to hopefully have COVID under wraps now that Biden is in office. Um, J- uh, Donald Trump is no longer ruining America and the world. So, you know, we have some things to look forward to. So I am currently in NoFap November. If you don't know what that means, it means I ain't rubbing any out for the entire month of November. But for the year 2021, I'm going to need a resolution. So I need your help. So if you have any suggestions, um, feel free to leave a comment on uh, the YouTube video. Or if you are just listening in, find me on Instagram at the Marcel Williams and send me a DM with some suggestions for some resolutions, but I'm going to keep you posted. I feel optimistic about this most recent DM. And, um, if it doesn't work out, then guess what? If at first you don't succeed, try, try again, but thank you very much for listening. Please leave a review and share this with your friends and I'll see you next week. Peace.